Yes, this is so cool because I, I, I kind of get the chills here because this, this, is my, this was my dream. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I, was, I wanted so badly to build an outdoor amphitheater in my city, you know? And because I, I just love worshiping outside, first of all. I, yeah, it's just, it's different. I mean, I know God sees us in the church, but it just seems like it's, it's easier. <laughs> Maybe it's easier for us to see him. You, you know what I mean out here. And uh, but but I was thinking about this because um, you know some of you guys that follow the story, our, our our city kind of shut down the whole idea of building the outdoor amphitheater. Some some people were pretty frustrated because uh, some landowners they said, well, we don't want all that traffic and everything else. And and we we're at this one um, one meeting where uh, the county supervisors were going to make a decision. And so some of the homeowners in the area came to protest, and uh, this one guy gets up and just starts slandering me, right? He gets up to the microphone and just talks about, just starts making stuff up and just talking about how evil I am and everything else. And then, this is what blew me away. One of the county supervisors, I, I didn't know him, I don't believe he's a believer, he gets to the microphone and goes, you know what? I want to publicly disagree with what that man just said. And he says, here's why. He goes, I am in charge of Ventura County foster care system. And I have tried so hard to get anyone to take in foster kids. Cornerstone's the one church where we're so many people. He started talking about how many of our members started taking in the kids in the community from the, in the foster care system. And, and, and they, they, later on, he goes, you understand, we usually get like five people in these classes that are interested. So we moved our classes from the county to your church. And we've been having over 100 people at each of our gatherings, all of them wanting this. Yeah. I mean... As he's talking from the, you know, the podium in front of this crowd, I'm just welling up with tears. Because, you, you know, here's this guy who's saying, no, this church, this church is a good church. But he never heard me preach. He never heard our worship team. See, the world doesn't care how good the speaker is or how good the band is. They're going, it's your people. They care about those who are in need. Man, I was trying to get anyone to listen, but it was the church that cared. And, and, and I think about this because... Tonight, part of our worship is not just singing. Later on, we're going to give you an opportunity to actually act as the church of Orange County that maybe we can put an end to some of the needs in our own community. And, and that's when the world starts to notice. No, absolutely. That's when the world starts going, wow, look at these guys. I mean, that was one of the coolest days, even though they rejected the project and everything else. <laughs> it was so cool to me to go, you know what, though? Man, the people, it was the people, and I think the future of the church, man, you guys know where my heart is on this, it's just got to be less and less about these speakers and these, the people up front, but about the body of Christ, really living it out and really going out and making disciples and caring for those who are in need. And so it's huge. This is so big. I love how uh, we pray for the other churches, and I have so many thoughts right now. I'm going nuts. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I, I come here really, uh, I don't know that I've ever been as burdened about Easter in my life. Um, I'll, I'll just come out and say it. Um, the last few weeks I've been doing some reading 
And um, there have been some things written. Um, that deny that there's an eternal hell. And as I was reading some of this writing, I, in my heart, part of me wanted to go, man, I hope he's right. And that everyone goes to heaven. And the more I started reading and going back to the scriptures, the more I go, no. It's, it's so clear. It's so clear in this book. And it's, it's scary clear. It just, it, it, it makes me sick. Um, and as I, and I said, think, I know we prayed for the people tomorrow and we prayed for their salvation and everything else, but man, this is nuts. I, I, I mean, I, I, I want to just come tonight and go, oh yeah, let's get fired up. You know, we're all together and everything else, but we're together because we're on a mission, a, a huge mission. Um, I, I mean, when I when I read about you know Paul, Paul Paul says in a, in Romans nine that, that that passage where he just talks about his heart for those who don't know Jesus and his concern for them. Man, just the last few days, the last few weeks, that I've been studying and reading more and more and more, and going, really, what does this book say? Not not what do I want it to say, but what does it actually say? Man, and you read the the, the picture of God's wrath and and the book of Revelation and everything else, and I'm just going, oh Lord. I, I love it. I, I mean, I'm excited, but I'm also kind of sick to my stomach. It, it's kind of like if you read Revelation 10, it talks about that angel who eats the scroll. And the scroll represented the, the book of Revelation, the end times events and everything else. And it said how it tasted so sweet in his mouth. But when it got to his stomach, it turned his, his stomach sour or bitter and made him sick to his stomach, really. And I thought, wow, that's so... That, that, that's so the end times that so this this judgment of God is like man I can't wait for him to come but there's other sides like oh but God this is really hard to stomach and uh, the other day I, I don't know if you've caught yourself doing this but do you just like not want to watch the news at all anymore <laughs> like I'm, I'm I, I mean I'm just reading the news on the internet every day but I'm just going why do I do this to myself and 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 but for a while there I was just getting stressed I was looking at our economy and going we're not bouncing back okay we're, we're going down um, and, and I'm, I'm looking at you know, face and 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 uh, I'm looking at um, you know all these Middle Eastern countries and just everything that's happening in all these different places and then you know you, you start hearing about Japan and and, and then the the nuclear you know uh, spill and everything is like wow I don't even want to eat sushi anymore it's just everything you know but but I caught myself like oh it looks like this is happening it looks like this is happening look is this is happening and I caught myself getting stressed and worried like everyone else and then um, I remembered Luke uh, 21 is just just a, a passage I felt like I was supposed to read to you guys tonight starting in verse 25 it says there will be signs in sun and moon and stars and on the earth distress of nations and perplexity because the roaring of the sea and the waves people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world for the powers of the heavens will be shaken and they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. 
Now, when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. I love that phrase. He says, man, everyone's going to be freaked out. Everyone's going to look at everything else going on in the world. They're going to look at the calamities and the seas and everything else. They're going to be terrified. He goes, but you, when those things happen, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Oh, wow. That's the attitude that we're supposed to have. It's one where we rejoice in the Lord always. One where we're, uh, we're not anxious about anything except other people are supposed to see our forbearing spirit. They're supposed to say, we, we don't, we're not afraid of this. My redemption is drawing near. My, my daughter, I'm, I'm so glad we prayed for the schools. My daughter who's in high school is telling me the other day that one of her friends, um, she's at a public high school and one of her friends was just freaking out about the thing in Japan and about the nuclear spill. And she's just like, gosh, it just seems like it's gonna reach here. It's gonna, you know, how is this thing ever gonna turn out okay? And, uh, and she looked at my daughter and goes, man, aren't you freaked out? And my daughter just looked at her and goes, why? I'm not afraid to die. She goes, I, I mean, that would be the greatest experience for me. <laughs> and, uh, and, and she said her body looks at her and, and just said, I want to go to heaven. And, and she just seriously looked at my daughter and says, will you tell me how to get to heaven? <laughs> Are you kidding me? No one ever asked me that in high school. It's like, I, I try sharing my faith with all these people, and it's like, no one ever asked me. Can you just tell me? Can you just flat out tell me how to get to heaven? And it's like a dream. It's like a lob. It's, 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 it's just, it was, it was so cool. But, but I, I saw that, and I go, you know what? It's true. It's when the world sees that we're fearless. When they go, wow, you're really not stressed out about this. You're really not anxious about this. I mean, you, you just lost your job. You, you're losing your house. You're going to, you know, have to move to Oceanside. I, I don't know. You, you're going to have to. No, you, I'm, I'm trying to think of anywhere. Um, but but it, it's, it's like, what, uh, where, where's your heart in all this? And, and it's, it's that double-edged sword, though, on that one side. It's like that scroll, right? I'm so excited, I'm so fearless, and yet there's this burden. There's this absolute burden about tomorrow. Um, tomorrow this place will be filled with people who don't know Jesus. Many of your churches will be filled with people who don't know Jesus. And the more and more I study, the more and more it freaks me out um, in that sense. That's the bitter turning of my stomach side. You know, there's that passage, I was, I'm jumping all over, but in Romans 9, I, I read this passage, and every time I read it, I think, Paul's exaggerating. It, I, I just go, there's no way, there's no way. Um, so he, he starts it off in Romans 9, he says, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> go, no way. Okay. I love that he starts it because it almost—it just seems like there's no way you mean this. But he says, I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit. 
Okay? And then he says this, that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Paul says, I, I, I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. You're going to think I'm lying, but I'm not lying. And the Holy Spirit can bear me witness right now. He goes, I have so much pain inside of me. I have this unceasing anguish. You ever been in anguish? Not, not a few tears, but anguish. Paul says, this is my life right now. I'm just in this constant, unceasing, ah, oh, I just hurt so much. Like internally, I am going crazy. Why? Because I have these brothers of mine, you know, these, these fellow brothers of mine, but they don't, they reject Jesus. And so I have this constant anguish, but then he makes a statement that's so hard to believe. He goes, I, I could wish that I myself were accursed for their sake. He says, I, I wish we could switch. He goes, I love these people so much. I wish we could switch places. And I was the one that was cursed by God. I was the one that was going to face the wrath of God. And that's where I go, I, I don't know how you can say that. Because I, I, I mean, I think I love people. I think I really care about people. But I, I can't imagine, especially the more I study the wrath of God, I can't imagine saying, Okay, I'll be accursed by God for your sake. Every time I read that, I go, see, there's, there's things in this book where I go, I'm not there yet, but I could picture myself getting there. <laughs> right? But Romans 9, I go, I can't even picture myself getting there. It's hard for me to believe that someone would love that much. Because we're talking about being accursed by God. I'll die for people. I'll be tortured for people. But to be accursed by God, separated from Him, that's, that's tough. And it's hard to believe. And yet Paul says, I, I, I really feel that. And then when you look at Paul's life, though, you go, wow, I think he really did believe that, huh? <laughs> I mean, you see his life and how he went everywhere, just, just proclaiming Christ boldly, letting people throw stones at him, beat him up, leave him for dead over and over and over again. And you go, wow, he really, really cared. He really did have an unceasing anguish. He could do nothing else. And I know some of you right now, there's just so much anguish over some of the people you love. And maybe it's not as great as what Paul experienced, but I know it's in there. And sometimes we want to block these things out of our mind and try not to think about it. But I also know in my life, it's when I really think about them and I really think about their destiny that I get serious about sharing with them. I get serious and on my knees praying for them. And you know, earlier Todd uh, read the verse while he was driving, um, <laughs> the second Chronicles 714, and he mentioned, you know, we, we talked about, it, it talks about if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves. Humble themselves. And, and he says, and pray and, and seek my face. Not seek my stuff. Seek my face. We would humble ourselves. Pray. Because, but, but there's one other thing. It says, if they would turn from their wicked ways. 
And I, I can remember one time uh, coming home from work is when I was when I was a waiter and just waiting tables and and uh, just hanging out with all of my friends or well, you know fellow waiters and waitresses. I don't know if you ever waited tables, but you end up just bonding with everyone, you know, other waiters and waitresses. You talk about your customers and you talk about your bosses. You, you just you just bond every night. We would just hang out together. But one night it just hit me real hard that these are my best friends and none of them are believers. And it just struck me. And I remember I just got on my knees and I just started bawling and bawling and just begging God. God, you got us. You can't, you can't let, let Armit go to hell. You, you can't let Lori go to hell. You can't let Ron go to hell. You can't let this happen. No, I love these guys. These are my best friends. You can't let it happen. And, and I'm just begging God, please change, change them. Do something. Speak through me, whatever. And, and then, I, then I thought about uh, James 5, you know, where it says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective and I was like okay God I'm gonna live the most holy life I'm just want to turn from everything seriously I'm like God I, I don't, I don't want to I'm gonna write every bit of lust anger whatever because I want you to hear me so badly I want this prayer to be the prayer of a righteous man because I love these people and you gotta save them so what do I got to do man get all the junk out of my life so that you'll listen to me because there's so many passages that talk about man God doesn't just listen to all of our prayers Man, he, he says, man, if you're not treating your wife with honor, he, he says, that, that, there, there's going to be a barrier in your prayer life. You better treat her as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers won't be hindered. He talks about prayer of selfishness. And he goes, you pray, you ask, you don't get it because, you know, you, you just want it for your own desires. And just like that, that prayer we just talked about, he says, no, it's, it's if my people humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I'll hear from heaven. You know, he talks about when we care for the poor, Isaiah 58, right? You know, he's saying, man, you guys fast. He goes, I'm not going to listen to your fast. He goes, you think I just want you to stop eating? He goes, what about caring for the poor? And he, and he talks about, man, when you start doing some of those things, then you'll pray to me and I'll go, here I am. And I love that verse. You know, where he says, man, when you start pouring yourself out for those who are in need, he goes, then call on me. And I'll go, here I am. I'll answer you right away. And so these are the things where I just felt compelled. Like, I want your prayers to be powerful. I want this to be powerful. I want tomorrow morning to be powerful. And a lot of that depends on our prayers. But it's the prayer of a righteous man. It's when we turn from our wicked ways. And in a group like this, guys know, and there's... There's just a bunch of lies out there. And uh, we can gather together and have this cool feeling like, wow, we did it. We got together and worship. But it's in the sight of God, you know. It's like God in heaven who sees through each of us. And he says, if you guys would humble yourself, really humble yourselves and turn from your wicked ways. And I threw out so many scattered thoughts tonight, but here's, here's, here's what I want to do. Um, I think this is the most powerful thing we could do right now. I want to pray for tomorrow and all of your friends and family members that will be attending a service that don't normally go. Your family and friends who don't know Jesus 
and are headed for an eternity apart from him. My family, my friends. But before we do that, I think it'd be good if we had a time of repentance so that God would hear our prayers, listen to our prayers, that we would have the prayer of a righteous person that would be powerful and effective. So I'm going I'm to have the worship team just come up right now and before we do anything else. You guys, Paul loved people so much that he traveled to the ends of the earth getting beat up everywhere he went. Can we love people enough just to repent of our sins so that God would listen to our prayers and save our friends tomorrow, our family tomorrow, just tons of strangers we don't even know? Would you just bow your heads right now and pray the prayer that David prayed in Psalm 139 where he said, God, see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Just ask God to in your life some of which may have turned people away from your God I'm willing to bet there's some of you right now that don't want Jesus to return tonight. If you're absolutely honest, you would not want Jesus to return tonight because there's still stuff in your life that you want to get right. your master finding you in a place where you're like okay now come Lord Jesus I'm serving you I'm living for you I'm not living a lie anymore and I, I just would you just confess that tonight Like 
tormented in the lake of fire forever and ever, God. And it's just overwhelming, God. I just have to confess. Sometimes I read that and I go, I don't like that. I don't, ah, I just, God, it's horrible. And then I, I, I think about people that I care about, people that you created and you love, God, and family, friends, God. And it just, it, sometimes I think I'm going to go crazy, God. I am so excited about your return. I can't wait to see your face and be with you forever. And then I think about these other people, Lord, and it's I'm just begging you, please save them. God, tonight we just want to offer up and just confess the lies in our lives and the deception. Some of us, man, we're just lying to people about who we are. decisions that were empowered by the Holy Spirit, that you yourself would call them and draw them to yourself, that they truly give their lives to you and surrender their lives to you, not just pray some prayer, but that your Holy Spirit would come into them and transform them and make them new creations and lights to the world, that they would be our eternal brothers and sisters, and we would just dwell with you forever, God they would be the type that in a time like this they could stand up straight lift up their heads and know that their redemption is near so father continue to purify us tonight as we pray to you as we sing to you